never guess who shadow blocked me on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Carpenter Queens podcast coming to you live from the employee bathroom at the TCQ video store, where you can pick up the best and worst in horror for only 69 cents a day. Welcome in fellow queerdos. I am the paralysis demon in the corner of your room, and I have a few questions about the way we're living. My name is Nicholas. And I'm a bimbo from France. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. My name is Raymond. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome in, everyone. Welcome to our season finale. <laughs> welcome, our lovely listeners, to our very last episode of season one of the Carpenter Queens podcast. It is episode 30 and we are ending our first season with a bang. We are celebrating with the Final Girl Smackdown for the Horror Crown. Or FGSDFTHC for short. Hashtag FGSDFTHC. (laughs) 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 Only you could have done that introduction because I couldn't have. (laughs) Folks, we will explain our game rules in a little bit. But before we begin our last shift of the season, we must start off with the celebratory smoke. Let's all head to the back of the dumpsters and find out. 420, what you smoking? What did you pair with this week's Final Girl Smackdown for the Horror Crown? <laughs> Just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This week, I saved my good stash, member berries. It is like... Surprisingly, for the past couple of weeks, I've been smoking a lot of sativas. This week, I decided an indica because I wanted to be super chill because I'm already emotional about this week's episode. I'm just super proud (laughs) that we got here to episode 30. So I decided something chill. It tastes super sweet. It's like it always makes me want like fruit after I eat it, which is so odd. What did you say it was called? Member berries. Mmm, I want your member berries. You're so loud. (laughs) Uh, for this week's episode, I went with the classic sativa, our good old faithful Blue Dream. Oh, she never my disappoints. God. Honestly, I think that's like one of the first strains that I ever like really, really like. I think that's what put me on to smoking weed because I love that strain so much. It's like like classic sativa, good head high. I can't blame you. It tastes great. The high is always, 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 always even, and mm-hmm. it never lets you down. No, it doesn't. And I got it uh, in like uh, cartridge concentrate form so I can just like beep mm. it. Um, and they're bro. made at my stop. It's horrible. <laughs> um, I got it from my local dispensary. Like they actually make their own extracts. Like this is their personal brand. So I was like, oh, I'll help a like small local business. Oh, that's always nice. Look at you shopping mm. local. <laughs> Exacting. So for this week's episode, we've got quite a few things lined up for our season finale. Before we begin our SmackDown for the Horror Crown, we have to do what is tradition for a majority of TV shows. We like to base the show off of pretty much pop culture. And in order to honor pop culture, what else should we do except an obligatory clip show? Obligatory clip show. 
Obligatory clip show. Obligatory clip show. Obligatory clip show? <laughs> One of our favorite parts about our show is how it has grown and morphed into the world that is our small little podcast. The show started off very simple, two queers talking about horror. And now here we are, knowledgeable staff members of the 12th highest rated business in the tri-state area. Two employees at our favorite fictional video store. Our personal favorite from the show is the openings. What are your favorite openers? Because honestly, like, I'm, like if y'all don't know, our openers are essentially just like jabs at each other to see who can make each other laugh. <laughs> so the dumber the better. So don't take them seriously by any means. So there's two openers that always stuck out in my brain, especially yours in specific. <laughs> the one where you opened with... So I, like yesterday for like the last part of my day, I just couldn't figure out why my fingertips smelled like bologna. Oh, oh my, my God. Hey guys, I didn't see you walk in. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to TCQ Video Store. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're so foul you are so foul i always go the gross gross route yes you do the other one is also a gross one and i think it stands out because that's when we started doing a lot of the stupid openers is uh and i'm not hard to reach pimple on your back raymond <laughs> it's so gross you're so gross <laughs> <laughs> That's because I know there are some pimple-popping fetish people out there who listen to this podcast. And now you, you, you're talking no. about you. <laughs> no, 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 I do not. I even, knock on wood, I don't have any. Back in the day, like when I was a teenager, Acne. fuck you, I saw that. <laughs> Back in the day when I had them, I wouldn't pop them then. I hated popping them. Like, on the rare occasion... I don't know why I'm going on a tangent about pimple popping, but I do, I don't pop them. I don't know why I felt the need to defend myself against you, but I did. She got really defensive. Are there any <laughs> your opener, any other openers that you enjoy? Yeah, here's my favorite. H holy caught me off guard. Is so simple. Was welcome back, fellow queerdos. I am a fucking mess. My name is Nicholas. <laughs> Still half true. <laughs> I laughed so fucking hard, bitch. They're so fun. It's so odd because I'm not going to tell people to go to some of our old episodes. Not because I don't think that they're good. It's just we really didn't know any idea of what we were doing. And mm -hmm. now we just have a little bit more of a grasp of who we are and what we want to present to the world. Yeah, it, it took us a couple episodes to find our footing. And then even after we found our footing, it took us a couple more episodes to find our niche. So mm -hmm. I feel like we found our footing and our niche and we know what we're trying to deliver. That got real serious for a moment. But I just feel like we honed in on our, on our, what's the word I'm looking for? On our zhuzh. Yeah, on our shtick. Two horny stoners talking about horror who uh -huh. love and adore pop culture and are constantly referencing mm -hmm. everything else besides the movie that we're talking about. Yeah, I'm sorry <laughs> if y'all can't keep up with our quips and our references. I'm I'm hoping over time our audience will start to either A, look up these codes or B, just know them already. Um, because honestly, it's like 50% English language, 50% movie quotes. 
it's a language that we've developed well over the years. And I think that's why I love this podcast because every time we've ever listened to it, it always manages to put a smile on my face because we're just, we're stupid. <laughs> we're so stupid. <laughs> and we just like to have fun Spooky and talk and shit. stupid. That's, that's our my thing. <laughs> Uh, I love it. I love it. Like, like I said before, this podcast, first and foremost, is I feel like for us, mm-hmm. it's our highlight of our week. It's our passion project. And, you know, if you happen to enjoy the ride, then by all means, follow along. Welcome, fellow queerdos. I am so nasty and so rude. My name is Nicholas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And please don't kill me, Mr. Ghosties. I want to be in the sequel. My name is Raymond. <laughs> Welcome in, fellow queerdos. I am the writer, director, producer, and cinematographer for Stab Your Way to Skinny, the Michael Myers speedwalking exercise tape. Raymond. Oh my God. Oh, what a prestige, the honor that we have. And hi, everybody. I am the family curse that just won't die, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, fellow queerdos. In Soviet Russia, podcast introduces you. <laughs> My name is Raymond. Hello, everyone. I am the phlegm in the back of your throat. My name is Nicholas. <laughs> For, of course, we have to conclude with our fun facts. I adore fun facts. We couldn't figure that out. But for our fun facts, we have covered over 29 flicks within our first season. A big majority of them came from the four Leprechaun episode <laughs> movies that we did with Easter <laughs> for our St. Patty's Day episode. We covered three John Carpenter films, two Wes Craven films, and two Steven Spielberg films as well. They have joined our doubles club for our podcast. We've smoked endless amount of pot, talked about the stoner genre, and we were even able to host our very first Pride Roundtable. In total, we have recorded about 36 hours of episodes. Holy shit, 36 hours? By the end of this episode, we will have been listened to close to 3,000 times. We have reached at least 10 other countries. So this is just beyond my wildest dreams, and I adore everyone for listening to two ridiculous stoners talking about just stupid stuff. <laughs> Wow. Wow. That's a lot. I uh, I didn't expect all that. That's a lot. <laughs> I, 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 we've said it before, and like quite honestly, like I didn't know what to expect of this project. I didn't know what to expect of this podcast. And I was like, yeah, let's have fun. Let's try it out. Let's do it. Why not? Everybody has a podcast nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel all tea, all shape. But I feel like, um, I don't know, we kind of grown with the episode or sorry grown with the show i feel like and it's come a long way and it's weird I, I can't believe our like range i can't believe that we're international and we have people in other countries listening to our podcast i think that's insane um but i am 100 grateful for every single one of our listeners and all the interaction that we've had because it's been really great like the the horror community itself is such a welcoming community I feel like and I was reminded of that when I went to Awaken the Spirits like a week or two ago and everybody in the horror community are just the sweetest nicest 
like humble people I've ever met in my entire life. Like every single booth that I went to, everybody was so welcoming and nice and was asking me about my day or complimenting me on my t-shirt or my bag or whatever. Everybody's just so sweet and welcoming. I've never had a bad experience with anybody in the horror community. So the fact that we get to like bring something to that community of our own and share it with everybody is like fulfillment in my eyes. <sighs> Oh my God, you're gonna make me tear up. It has become the biggest highlight in my life, to be quite honest. And I do agree with you when we when you say that we've grown because we have. I feel like we're far more confident in not just the podcast, but I would say within ourselves, who we are as people and what we present to the world. And weirdly enough to say as entertainers and creating stuff <laughs> that people genuinely like to listen to. So thank mm -hmm. you. I guess it's just a great big thank you from your two yes. stoner queers from your two uh, stoner queers who run the local video store. We just want to give a thank you to everyone who was involved in our very first season. Thank you, Easton Snow, for our very first guest for getting crossfaded with us. Check his guest spot in our Leprechaun yes. series episode. Thank you to Umbi Soles Flores, Richard Valdez, Jean-Paul Escarcega and Mia Reese for your time and your honesty during our Pride Roundtable. Please check out an episode that is extremely close to both of our hearts and it is during our Pride series. And we also want to thank our loyal listeners. Thank you to our day one listeners for bearing with us in those early days <laughs> and for continually spreading the love and the word about our tiny little podcast. We appreciate every listener, even if it's just to pop into the store for a single visit. We appreciate and love you all. Welcome, sports fans, to the utmost horror experience. To recap and close out season one, we are going to play our very first SmackDown for the Horror Crown. It is time to find out our season one screen queen from our freshman season. We have compiled all of the final girls throughout season one into a super advanced 80 supercomputer system. The computer will then create a bracket and we will both argue who would be victorious in a battle royale style matchup. The final girl left standing will remain victorious and take home the crown of season one. Crown it. Crown it. Crown it. So let the games begin. The game only has 20 slots available to play. Out of the many, 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 many screen queens this season, these are the select few who will be making it. They can be eligible for future games if they do not take home the crown. Rules are simple. We match them up, we argue who would win, and that's pretty much it. Let's have fun and then reminisce about these. So, okay, not all final girls are treated the same. I will just yes. say now. Yes. So I feel like some of these are going to be easy SmackDowns. <laughs> <laughs> so for our first matchup is the entirety of the Losers Club from yes. 2017. They're included as one character because if you're thinking that I'm going to include Richie, Beverly, Bill, Eddie, Stanley, Ben, and Mike as singular characters, you're tripping. <laughs> I agree. That's way too much. And... Hopefully, we'll whoever they the get paired up against, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, they can take on like six kids. 
Alrighty, up against the Losers Club is going to be... McCrady, Kurt Russell from The Thing <gasps> in 1982. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to play. <laughs> For our second round, it is going to be... Oh, that's so funny. We just talked about him. Clay Miller, Jared Padalecki from Friday the 13th, 2009. That's weird. We were just talking about him. Oh, my God. Up against Clay is going to be Anita, needy, less Nikki, <gasps> Amanda Seafried from Jennifer's Butt. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm so stoked. Bringing up our third round, we have Janet Weiss, also known as Susan Sarandon from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Damn it, Janet. That's, that's a weird one. That's a weird I know, question. I know. And she will be going up against Lisa Weber, Kim Myers from A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Clap if you care. Clap if you, clap if you care. Next up for our round two smack off is Freddie Mizell, Tony O'Dell from Chopping Mall. I don't remember this character. <laughs> the nerdy hot guy, the boyfriend. Oh, the one with the glasses? Yes. Oh yeah, oh, you would. And he will be going up against Ed Warren, <laughs> Patrick Wilson from The Conjuring. Oh wow, that's interesting. No Tino Shade, but I wonder who's gonna win that round. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird match off. Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing him if they're like, oh, oil death. Ooh, we should get a jello <laughs> pit. <laughs> Oh my God, yes, 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 yes. For round five, we are going to have Lorraine Warren. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Conjuring. Oh my Lord. I love Lorraine. I love Lorraine. Not that I'm biased or anything. We know, we saw the ruffles. <laughs> Up against Lorraine will be... Oh my Kristen God. Kristen McKay, AKA Liv Tyler from The Strangers. Up oh, here she comes to the field, chain smoking and trying to put on her plaid outfit. Ooh. For our sixth round, welcome to the stadium, Dewey Riley <gasps> from Scream Four. Oh. I have to note that when we do these characters and if they are involved in any other film, we will have to base them off of this specific movie. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because we haven't covered all of the Scream movies. So we've only covered Scream 4. Mm-hmm. Controversial yet brave. <laughs> it's according to the Carpenter Queen's uh, rule book. I can't change it. I'm sorry. Of which there are many. <laughs> Up against Dewey, Sam Emerson, aka Corey Haim from The Lost Boys. Oh, wow. Coming up in round seven, we have Tori Redding, Jennifer Aniston from The Leprechaun. Oh, no. Here she comes complaining she needs an Evian water. <laughs> and Tori Redding will be going up against. What? Is it bad? Is oh, it no. really bad? How bad is it? She's gonna get murked. <gasps> no! Yes! Yes! Oh my Welcome God. to so... the stadium, the one, the only, Sydney Prescott! <laughs> 
for our eighth spot. We have Will Rollins, aka Jason Ritter from Friday. Oh, Fr Freddy versus Jason. Sorry, Friday. I was thinking Friday the 13th. Kind of forgetful, except for the fact that he gives us our favorite line. Kia, he has asthma. <laughs> oh, bitch. And he will be going up against <gasps> oh. Gail Weathers Riley. I'll scream for. Yes. <laughs> Yes! Oh, here she comes, stomping through, stating she's got a tip on a story. <laughs> oh, it looks like she pushed Tori Redding out of the way. It sounded like she told her to move her fat tub of lard ass. <laughs> For our ninth round. Sarah Mercer, Lori Hallier from My Bloody Valentine. The original from 1981. Wow, that, whew, that's an old episode. I know. That's our very first uh, film that we ever covered. It wasn't the first one, was it? Oh, it was. It was. Because <gasps> wow. we did a Revenge of the Remakes for our very first one because we had mm -hmm. premiered super close to Valentine's Day. Yes, we did. And we were basic. Uh <laughs> wow. So up against Sarah will be, oh my God, I am so excited. Her <gasps> dad's in the military. Allison Parks. From Chopping Mall. Thank you. Have a nice day. Coming up for round 10, we have the Frog Brothers from The Lost Boys. Dang. That's a good Dang. one. That's a good I one. I feel bad for whoever has to go up against them. Because they fight for truth, justice, and the American way. Listen, the computer set this up, okay? We had no say. The, the amazing super generated oh. computer shot out this character and I didn't pick it. But honestly, I would pay to see it. Up against the Frog Brothers is Michael <gasps> Emerson from what? The Lost Boys. Wild, this is the first one where it's from the movie. This, is this what happened in the sequel? This is what's gonna happen in our sequel. I'm not gonna mention the other sequels. <laughs> <laughs> they don't exist to us. Coming up for round 11, we have the infamous Whitney Miller. Wait, Amanda with... <laughs> I didn't know who it was going to be. I didn't know who it was going to be. Amanda Ricketti from Friday the 13th. Way to drag her. You dragged her. You dragged her. What was her name again? Oh, but you want to really fight. Oh, my God. This is, I can't, I can't, because you couldn't remember who Whitney was. And once again, the computer picks, but this is the most random, random matchup. Up against Whitney will be Brad <gasps> Majors from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. The fuck does that mean? Is this our last round? This is our last matchup before we begin <gasps> to see these queens uh -oh. We have Dr. Alan Grant from Jurassic oh Park. Oh my God. <sighs> so Dr. Alan Grant will be going up against Lieutenant Melanie Ballard from oh, Ghost of Mars. Oh my God, I was, I was so hopeful that somebody from Ghost of Mars would have made it. Yes, Ghost, uh, justice for Ghost of Mars, y'all. Yeah, for you. So unfortunately to the rest of the contestants from season one, try your luck next time. But unfortunately you just didn't make this, the, uh, what is it? The semi, I don't know, what are sports? Semi rounds, semifinals? What is it? Okay. Semifinals? Sure, why not? <laughs> You're so stupid. 
Just he can never not be gay for five seconds. I'm just like, can you not be gay for five minutes? Final Girl Smackdown for the Horror Crown. We'll continue after these messages. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the TCQ, TCQ Video Store, Store, where we only offer the best and worst in horror. Yep, that's right. Only horror. <laughs> where rentals are only 69 cents a day. Our knowledgeable staff of two will gladly recommend a flick whether you want us to or not. With plush carpeting, questionably expired old candy, and the home of the Carpenter Queens podcast. TCQ Video Store. Located off the highway interstate on exit 12 going towards Haddonfield. Welcome back to the ESPN NNPNNNMN. Horror Smackdown for the Crown 2021. It is a beautiful shining day today at our stadium. The crowd is going absolutely wild for these matchups. I think they're even starting to stab each other like it's a stab premiere movie. That's what happens when you serve cheap vodka. <laughs> are you ready for these matchups? Looking at all of them, some of them are odd. I'm not gonna lie, but there are some. Bro, that's for sure. <laughs> there are some heavyweight champions in there. Anyone that you're already rooting for? Obviously, Sydney Prescott. I mean, um, and obviously, Lisa Weber. <laughs> you couldn't even remember who she was. Meryl Streep. <laughs> Shut up. But some of these pairings are very odd, and I feel like it's going to be an instant. One, two. Mm -hmm. Let's begin round one. It is going to be our Losers Club versus McCrady from The Thing. Right off the bat, Losers Club has six kids. Six, right? Mm -hmm. There's six of them. Mm -hmm. that's Armed with rocks. Armed with rocks. They know how to rock fight, and they've taken down an entity from another dimension world. McCready barely made it out alive. But he's fought in multiple iterations of the thing. Mm -hmm. And he's got a flamethrower. He could just torch all the little <laughs> He could. You are right. McCready is extremely smart. Look at that beard. Look at that hair. But he doesn't get a sequel. The Losers Club do go on to get a sequel. Does that play into effect here? Mm. It's our rules. It could, it could, because um, you do make a point. The Losers Club did get a sequel and they came back to fight mm -hmm. it again mm -hmm. and kill him again. So, ooh, damn, I didn't see that kind. I didn't consider that. <laughs> because, okay, so I, I'm just gonna lay out some facts. McCready is probably the only one who is capable of taking down the thing during his movie. He's incredibly mm -hmm. hot and that does come into factor for me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> hey, a final girl has to be hot. Not all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the shade. I agree. I've had it. And I'm so, you know I'm, what I have? It. It. And the Losers Club are just six kids. I feel like they do do what they need to do, and they learn the power of friendship. McCready comes from, like, a dark, desolate world. So, like, imagine these seven going head to head. I don't know. I don't know. I'm really torn. I didn't. Going into this, I was like, oh, yeah, McCready's going to win. But then you I did, too. Cool. I didn't mention sequel. Because you know what? I'm gonna No, to actually, we're we're breaking our own rules. We said we're only covering movies that we've covered. We didn't cover chapter two because we wouldn't. Right. So we're only covering one. 
Oh, we didn't. We did say that we would never, we wouldn't do it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then I'm going to vouch a little bit more for McCready because I, I did, I'm now remembering. Thank you, everybody who's listening. McCready did pretty much outlive everybody else and was pretty much the only one efficient enough to take down covert things. Six kids versus one hunk of a man. I think I'm gonna have to go with Kurt Russell. I think, I think I'm gonna have to go, go with McCready. It's yeah. McCready. Them kids. <laughs> them kids. Looks like our winner is McCready. He simply just kicked every kid out of the way and they went home crying to mama. Alrighty, people. We are at our round two. We have Clay Miller from Friday the 13th, 2009, going up against Needy Less Nikki from Jennifer's Body. Okay. Already entering okay. the ring is Clay. He's how much, how tall do we just say, say he was? 6'5? He's like a good, like 6'4, six, 6'5. Six, That's a big hunk of a man. He survived Jason. That's a big deal. He's got all that hair. He's got luscious, luscious locks of Gorgeous, hair. I think that needs hair. to be noted. He's got Gilmore Girls money. <laughs> he does have Gilmore Girls money. He's got that good WB money. <laughs> oh, yes, daddy. <laughs> and then we have needy less Nikki over here in her pink prom dress and <laughs> frilly, curly, frizzy hair. But she does get demon powers and she does kill the band at the end. She does. I she feel like does. that comes into play. And she killed her lesbian crush. And I feel like that is far more heart-wrenching that, God, this makes me sound like a horrible person. That is far more heart-wrenching than losing your fucking sister. Oh my God. Time and place. <laughs> <laughs> and she is lesbian gay, so she could hold her own against Clay Miller. We'd be horrible people if we didn't factor in the fact that she's queer into mm -hmm. our decision. Matter of fact, she wins just for being queer. Boom! Looks like our winner is a needy. Bye, Clay. <laughs> Bye, pumpkin. <laughs> Bye, pumpkin. Bye, pumpkin. Oh, our... <laughs> all needy had to do was walk into the ring and she won. <laughs> she just went out there. She was like, move, I'm gay. <laughs> Yay. For our next round is the very baffling Janet Weiss versus Lisa Weber from Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Oh my God, the crowd is screaming slut at Janet, but she just continues to keep singing. <laughs> so immediately off the bat, Meryl Streep enters and it's Lisa Weber. And I Oh my <laughs> God, don't you dare compare she her. She looks just like Meryl. I'm not saying she is Meryl. Oh, okay, I thought like that's Meryl. what you were getting at. No, she looks like Meryl. Right off the bat, I'm already on board for Janet because Janet's down to get freaky deaky and Lisa like couldn't understand that her boyfriend's gay. <laughs> She's not in tune with other people's energies. I agree. I agree. And Janet My chakras has were off. <laughs> Janet has had her sexual awakening and she survived uh transylvanians right transylvanians? Mm -hmm. they're okay aliens she survived aliens she survived aliens and she the frankenstein guy mm-hmm mm -hmm. that definitely gives her some points and she dr frankenfurter who did lisa no one <laughs> yeah yeah yes that is janet weiss's superpower is her sexual liberation. And Ooh. she's gonna use that sexual libido, libido to like overpower Lisa. And she's gonna like orgasm to death like what's her face did in Scott Pilgrim. What did he say? 
Yeah, we love to see it. Oh yeah, it's totally Janet though, because Lisa, like, Lisa did take down Freddie, but like Janet sang about it. And that is definitely a point in my book. Yeah, and Lisa Weber was just kind of there. She was the main hero at the end. I know, but honestly, the movie was about, um, what's his face? Jesse. Jesse. Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> Coming up for our round four SmackDown for the Horror Crown. We have Freddie Mizell from Chopping Mall up against the daddy of the series, Eddie War. Oh, Eddie. His name is not Eddie. His name is Ed Ooh. Warren from The Country. Right off the bat, I do understand. You know, I don't understand. It's Ed. Like, what do you want from mm. me? It's, it's Ed. <laughs> he battles demons for a living, y'all. What the fuck does Freddie Mizell do? He works at a mall. <laughs> he's part time he doesn't even get dental <laughs> <laughs> so Ed Warren won that one fuck you Freddie Mizell up next we have Kristen McKay entering the ring as well as Lorraine Warren is that Lorraine Warren I can't see anything above all those huge ruffles <laughs> oh my god is that a reveal is she going to jump from there? <laughs> <laughs> She's going to do like an Undertaker Smackdown move. <laughs> She's removing ruffle after ruffle and oh my God, Bathsheba is underneath the ruffle and she's attacked Kristen. <laughs> oh my God, there's blood everywhere, y'all. Wow, Kristen didn't even step two feet into the ring. This is easily, easily Lorraine's round. She didn't stand a chance. Poor Kristen, though. I mean, she just came in heartbroken and chain smoking. I know. She didn't stand a chance. She really did not stand a chance. Have you fought in multiple demons, lady? No. No, go sit down. She went up against three uh, masked hooligans. Up next in our fight for the crown is Sam Emerson from The Lost Boys versus Scream 4's Dewey Riley. And it looks like his lemon squares taste like ass. Yes, don't they always? <laughs> we ain't mad at that. Ooh. This is a difficult one. Like, how do I compare these two final girls? Because if we're doing Dewey off of Scream 4, He's been through it. He's done mm -hmm. this. He's been stabbed multiple times. Sam barely made it out of live with these leather bearing greased up vamp boys. This is true. This is true. Dewey has gone up against multiple iterations of Ghostface. <sighs> Sam takes bubble bats and listens to Oh movies. my God. <laughs> that disqualified. Disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to give it to Dewey. Yeah. I have to give it to Dewey. Sorry, Sam. Okay. <laughs> Up next, we have a very controversial <laughs> pairing. <laughs> we have our Scream Quan, Sydney Prescott, a la Scream 4, up against Tori, <laughs> up against Jennifer Aniston's Tori Redding in the first Leprechaun movie. Tori immediately starts crying because she feels like she's up. She shouldn't fight an old lady. And Sydney immediately pulls out her book and starts smacking her over the head with it. That like, there is- Hopefully this will bring you out of darkness, you bitch. <laughs> this isn't comparable. This is not comparable. 
Tori Redding, we talked, we read her the house down boots when mm-hmm. we drank with Easton. Hi, Easton, on our St. <laughs> Patty's Day episode. It's Sid. It's Sid. Like, are you? It's Sid. It'll always be Sydney. Sydney five ever until Scream Five when they're gonna kill her. <gasps> Controversial statement or her fact? Back on Dateline. <laughs> with Barbara Walters. In our eighth round, Gail Weathers brings her top story van straight into the ring, almost runs over her competitor, Real Rollins from Freddy versus Jason. What? What's Will saying? He has asthma. <laughs> but Gail has a cameraman, and here he comes swinging that camera around. And Gail has the highlights to take Will down to the ground, I guess. She doesn't have highlights. This is Scream 4. <gasps> Fuck. What does she have in Scream 4? She's got, like, basic hair, huh? Uh, for Gail, yes. Courtney Cox looks great. <laughs> um, oh, okay, then she doesn't have her cameraman, then. What am I thinking? And she doesn't have her van. Fine, she hits him over the head with her manuscript because she wants to write a book. <laughs> what do you want from me? It's Gail Weathers. She's written the book on this three times. What is Will written? What do you, who would you believe? <laughs> <laughs> Will Rollins is an addict, okay? He's addicted to hypnosil. Hypnosil. Are you kidding me? This is Gail. This is Gail. All right, all right, all right. It's but Gail. But you know what that uh, means? It means that Sydney and Gail are going head to head. I am terrified to have to debate this one. Up next, we have Sarah Mercer, all of My Bloody Valentine, versus Allison Parks from Chopping Mall. This one's a confusing one for me, even though I already know who I'm leaning towards. Allison Parks. Easy. She's the only one who knows how to defend herself. Sarah's too busy trying to get with TJ during the whole movie. Remember that whole mm-hmm, mm-hmm, beach mm-hmm. scene? Mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. her interests are elsewhere. Her friends are dying. While Allison over here goes into like military kid defense mode. I'm for Allison on this one. Yeah, Sarah should have been in Friday the 13th because she was like a throwaway character. She should have been killed. She was just after Dick. Whereas oh my Allison's God. actually trying to survive. She is. She took down robots. Sarah could barely take down and understand that the guy that she was also interested in was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> just like everybody else. All right, we'll go with Allison. This round, extremely controversial. The crowd has gone to a silent murmur in anticipation of our next round. The Frog Brothers enter from one side of the ring while Michael joins us from the other side. Join us, Michael. Join us, Michael, for this round. This one's, okay, I don't know. I don't know. Does Michael have his powers? In this hypothetical, does Michael have his powers? Because if he has his powers, he has the upper hand. <laughs> Controversial. Controversial. Look, rules are being made as we go. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial or unprepared? Um, <laughs> it could be whatever we want. I'm going to say that Michael can have some of his powers. The Frog Brothers are pretty well equipped, but I also think they're idiots. That's so upsetting. But so is Michael. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess a vampire would win against two teenagers, but they're also but they equipped also because van- they know that, yeah, they're, they're knowledgeable. Hunters. Are they or they just call themselves that? They Ooh, killed one vampire. No, oh, actually, I lie. They I killed, killed two. Yeah. And they helped out Sam and they gave him the book. And how many vampires did Michael kill? Michael killed... He killed David. 
Does that mean we have to give it to the Frog Brothers? <laughs> but they, but they're a team. They are a team. I mean, it's only the same. We let the the Losers Club join together and try to fight McCready. McCready just kicked true. the little kids down, as one should. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. Oh my God. This is, this a is difficult, difficult one. Call now at one eight hundred and lay down your vote. Welcome to America. <laughs> Text Frog Brothers to one eight hundred whatever. I'm right on top of that, Rose. Mm. I love Michael though. I think that's why it's swaying me because I love Jason Patrick. But I think hypothetically speaking, the Frog Brothers may have just a little bit more of an edge to fight Michael. As much as that pains me to say it, because it takes Michael forever to understand that he's a freaking vampire and he probably shouldn't be hanging out with these guys. Yeah, and he never really, like, succumbed to his powers. Like, he never gave in or anything, and that's why he had to kill David and Max. And Yeah, let's go to the Frog Brothers. Sorry, Michael. You're a loser, Michael. Coming up next, we have Whitney Miller, a la Friday the 13th, <laughs> versus Brad Majors from Rocky Horror Picture Show. This one is probably, like, both my most baffling pairing as well as like my most meh pairing as well <laughs> yes facts because they are both kind of meh characters Whitney I don't really care for her, <laughs> her I don't care I don't for care her. for her I said what I said Brad Majors I at least care for because he sings and he gets his zhuzh at the end of the, his free and movie if we're doing like a finer girl bracket I would say Brad Majors is here by technicality. I feel like when he came to like his qualifying <laughs> rounds, like he showed up and everybody else like got food poisoning, like uh, drop dead gorgeous at the end of the competition. So that's how <laughs> he proceeds forward to make it here. Whitney uh -huh. just is a little bit more equipped, even though I don't like her. She got out of Jason's lair. She was able to do that. She has a little bit of smarts. And then she was kind of the one that gave the final blow to Jason. She was kind of the one. <laughs> <laughs> so she's also here by default, bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, uh, I could flip a coin. <laughs> yeah. I know, but I agree with you. You make a fair statement. I think Whitney went up a much bigger Titan than fucking Frankenfurter. So I would have to give it to her as well. By technicality, it looks like Whitney Miller has made it to the next round. Oh, her life. Ah! Always a bridesmaid. <laughs> 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 and our last final round, we have Dr. Ellen Grant versus Lieutenant Melanie Ballard of Ghost of Mars. Justice for Ghost of Mars, y'all. No one says that, but yes. <laughs> Okay, so Dr. Grant went up against dinosaurs, but Lieutenant Melanie Ballard went up against, like, Ice Cube. Okay. <laughs> and Ice Cube. <laughs> um, but she went up against, like, these, like, zombie-type people. Not zombies. They were, like, possessed. Yeah, we still couldn't decipher it. I don't know if anyone can with that movie. Um, <laughs> Jeez. This is difficult because Lieutenant is far more equipped. She knows how to mm -hmm. hold a gun. Mm -hmm. Dr. Ellen Grant can barely keep kids alive. So it's and just And dust like... off bones for a living. <laughs> I'm going to give it to Lieutenant Melly Ballard. She can she can 100% kill Ellen. Yeah, she totally smokes his ass. 
<laughs> and she's a druggie. Oh my god! Oh my god! She is. She huffs mm -hmm. that weird, like future shit. No, she takes. She pops pills. She's a pill popper. She is a pill popper, and then she starts seeing. It's a weird movie. I would suggest listening to Ghost Mark <laughs> if you guys really want to listen to like our old style of recording. Please give it a, a listen. But we have grown. <laughs> Disclaimer: We've grown. <laughs> Yeah, before we go into our next rounds, we just want to thank our sponsors, TCQ Video Store, where you can pick up the best and worst in horror for only 69 cents a day. Wow. Okay, we are now to the semifinals. And our first... This, this is, is difficult. This is very controversial. All of these rounds, I'm looking at them, and these are going to be... There's like maybe one or two where I'm like, okay, it's going to be a little bit easier to pick. But these queens came to play this season. <laughs> Shut up. So we have McCready from The Thing going up against Needy, less Nikki from Jennifer's Body, the battle, the demon battling teenager herself. <laughs> Versus Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell just took down the entire Losers Club. So I got to give him some credit there. This True. Is but this is a teenage girl. Ooh, he went up a bracket. Hell, as a teenage girl. So, who are you swaying towards right now? You know, honestly, I'm kind of swaying towards Needy. Why? Because she was, she's a woman. She's a woman. Ooh, ooh, um, I love that. <laughs> and she's battled demons. She's battled high school life and mean girls and being a teenage girl. The ultimate so, nightmare. Right? Whereas McGrady is just a cis white gendered male oh. who like <laughs> works for the government and lives in Antarctica for a living. It's needy. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. It's so needy. Well, when you play it down like that, yeah, of course it's needy. Are you kidding me? He was able to take down, kind of, actually, did he didn't even fully take down the thing. At least needy made sure that her demon was fully dead. Exactly. And then she escaped from jail. And then she escaped from jail and took down an emo band, the ultimate villains. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, we have Janet Weiss versus Ed Warren. This is Quite strange. The odd pairing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what universe this is in. Immediately, I'm, I'm swinging towards Ed, mainly because it's Patrick mm -hmm. Wilson. Mm -hmm. I feel like Janet Weiss would put up a fight. But she's, in my opinion, she's too easily, like, provoked and too easily, like, And startled. swayed. Yeah. yeah. She would, like, literally, like, she's going to go up against Ed, and then she's going to do her little... <laughs> sway her arms and her hair, and then Ed's just going to be like, the power of Christ compels you, and pushes her by the forehead, and, and she's out. her out. She's not a Christian! That that's a, I feel like that's an unfair one because Ed is so much more prepared. Even in like at this point when we're talking about the first Conjuring, he was able to put Annabelle in a case and build up that whole like relic room. What have you, Janet? Mm -hmm. What have you done? You didn't even get married. She got fucked. Oh my god! <laughs> so who's the real winner here? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to say Ed Warren it's for this Ed. round. It's so okay. Ed. So coming up next in our semifinal rounds, we have Lorraine Warren, the Ruffle Queen herself against Dewey Riley, the King of Woodsboro. 
the king of Woodsboro. I love that. <laughs> so Lorraine already did her reveal in the last round versus Kristen, and that could hurt her in going forward throughout the rest of these battles. Mm -hmm. This is hard because this is Scream 4 Dewey. We've said Dewey's done this before, but he's never done, dealt with the supernatural being. Mm -hmm. Lorraine has mm -hmm. that spooky, ooky queen. <laughs> She's got the supernatural powers on her side. She could whip out Annabelle on his ass. This is a difficult one, Bob. Lorraine has the power of Christ on her side. <laughs> Dewey's got... What's her ultimate finisher gun move? power. Holy Mary, son of Christ. Father, son, and house of Gucci. <laughs> Dang, I don't know. I don't know. This is a tough one. I feel like people would kill me if I said Dewey but I'm kind of swaying towards Dewey only because he's done this a good couple of times. I feel like Dewey wouldn't really put, I feel like Dewey would get scared from the supernatural stuff and be, like be Dewey self and just be frightened for a second. Like Lorraine could like unleash a demon or something. Well, she doesn't really have the power of demons on her side. She just like helps banish them. Yeah. I'm sorry, Lorraine, your Christianity does not work here. So, okay, I'm gonna come at this from like a logical perspective because that's the only way you can do it. This is Lorraine. This is our first time with Lorraine and mm -hmm. it was difficult for her to even take down Bathsheba. This is Dewey's fourth go around on this one. And at this point, he's also sheriff. He's yeah, sheriff he's now. sheriff. Mm -hmm. He's sheriff now. Lorraine only has collars. So it's just like, oh my God. Style or substance. Or substance. <laughs> I think unfortunately on this round, I'm gonna have to go with substance. For me, it's kind of dewy. I think it's- I agree. Only reason why is I'm looking at your track record. This is mm -hmm. all stars season. We're going full drag race here. We're going full drag race here. And if we're Dewey going- Dewey has survived one, two, three, four iterations of Ghostface now. Whereas Lorraine, I'm sorry, honey. And that's the only reason why. We love you. Please come back next season. We really appreciate your contribution to what you've done. Mm -hmm. But submit your audition tape for next season. The next round is the round that the entire crowd has been chatting about. It is the most tearing one, to be quite honest. This is going to be extremely difficult, everybody. Welcome to the stadium, Sydney Prescott versus Gail Weathers Riley. <laughs> This is tough because it's both Scream 4 versions of themselves. They've done, been through it. They've done, wrote and written books about it. We said this is them at their prime, I want to say. So maybe Sid more than Gail, because Gail needs to find herself. In and Scream Gail's 4. older. This is, I feel like no matter who we choose, somebody's going to be mad. Oh, yeah, we're going to get hate mail. You've got mail. You're going to get hate mail. I'm not going to get Who's more? Okay. If we're pitting them up against each other and we're doing Scream I, 4, I feel like. I feel like Sydney's gone more hand-to-hand -hand combat with Ghostface than Gail does. You do make a very excellent point. She's a survivor. You're a survivor, Sid. Mm-hmm. And Sid did have to fight her brother in the last movie. And so now she's out of darkness while Gail is too busy baking, like, She's not even baking lemon squares. She's too busy angry typing back at her freaking house. Which is beautiful, by the way. This is hard. This is Sophie's choice. This is Sophie's choice. First world problems. I'm leaning towards Sydney. 
I'm leaning towards Gale. Really? But well, you really? explain. You ex you explain. You explain. Go ahead. Okay. So Sydney is our scream queen. Mm -hmm. She's our ultimate. She's the, not the originator, but she's Sydney Prescott. She's Sydney and Prescott. so, okay. Hello. She's got family drama. She lost her mom. She survived her crazy boyfriend killer and his gay boyfriend. And then in part <laughs> two, she survived college. Loomis's exactly. The, the the PTSD. She went to college. She probably sexualized, like sexually uh, experimented. So kudos. She survived <laughs> Billy Loomis's mother. And then when she got to three, she survived her estranged stepbrother and then she gets to four and she has to fight a whole new generation of scream face who actually turns out to be her cousin slash some fan whereas gail uh, yes don't get me wrong gail has put in her time she's yeah. fought ghost face yeah she's even helped save sydney um Multi okay so let me argue for gail so for gail the only reason why I feel like Gail kind of out edges to suggest by a little bit for me is that this woman is determined. You know you can't tell Gail no. You know you cannot tell Gail you're not going to win because Gail will still come on top. She's backstabbing when she needs to be. She's willing to cut corners when she needs to be. She's willing to play dirty. And I feel like that is where she might get the edge on Sid. Because Sid is a good girl and she still survives. She still makes it through. But Gail is willing to get some dirt and throw that shit in your eyes and take you down. You don't think um, Sydney is willing to get, maybe not, you're right. I don't think she's willing to get as dirty as Gail. She's willing to defend. She's not willing to attack. Gail attacks. You make a valid point. You make a valid point. And fuck, I think I might have to agree with you. Like I have no counter argument to that. Like Sydney's too much of a good girl. She wouldn't go out and do that. And listen, everybody, this is difficult for us. We understand. This is as difficult for us as it is for you <laughs> at this time. But we are just trying to find out. We gotta we gotta find out a winner, y'all. And I think right now, Gail might just have the edge. She's just she's just that bitch. She is 100 percent that bitch. We have our next round of 280s classics. We have Allison Parks from Trapping Mall versus the Frog Brothers from The Lost Boys. Allison Parks shops and survive look at her like, hair survives robots the frog brothers fight vampires valid valid slow moving robots mm -hmm. at that who are still polite who are still very polite but allison i feel like was the only smart one she's the only one who knows how to fight and the frog brothers kind of know how to fight yeah they were totally prepared they knew how to fight against vampires way more than sam or michael did this is true. And Allison took a minute to get to her like final girl status. I feel like and the Brock brothers was... come in like guns a blazing. Mm -hmm. She was kind of like, she was just the smartest of the pack. Like she was the smartest Ooh. person out of all her dumb friends. This is true. And it is two versus one. And I feel like in this instance, we've had groups in this competition thus far, but I feel mm -hmm. like this is the only time that the group might actually fully come into play. I think yeah. you're right. I think this might be the Frog Brothers. 100%. Sorry, Allison. So our last semi-final round, we have Whitney Miller from Friday the 13th against Lieutenant Melanie Ballard from Ghosts of Mars. <laughs> um, this is another one of those meh rounds. This was the last meh round. Um, but I, I like, I'm biased. I like Lieutenant Melanie Ballard. You do I like identify me. with Lieutenant Melanie Ballard. Okay, you dread <laughs> <laughs> But she's a, she's a cop. 
In the she's future, also from the future. Mars. Yeah, I think because mm-hmm. she's from the future, she probably. <laughs> I feel like Whitney would last two seconds. Lieutenant Melanie wouldn't even think twice. Pull out her like laser gun, put on her, her breathing ass. oxygen glasses, and, imme- <laughs> <laughs> and immediately take her down. Agreed. It's all Easy. Lieutenant Melanie Bellow. These ones are gonna. This now we're starting to split hairs. Now we're starting to split hairs. For our next round, it looks like we are gonna have needy. Um, an, Anita. It's Anita, right? Anita. Needy. Anita. Needy. Yeah. For our next round and our finals, it looks like Anita Needy Lesnicki versus Ed Warren. This is an interesting match because she's a demon now, half demon, and Ed Ooh. fights demons. This is a pretty fair fight. I want. This is say. a very fair fight. All of these are going to be fair fights, actually, except for maybe the last. Ooh. Okay, because Needy can go all demon on his ass, but like we've said, Ed battles demons for a living. He's a little bit more equipped. He is a little more equipped because he's um, a full blown like demonologist, whereas Needy is a half demon, new demon. She doesn't have the full like range of powers. Valid, very valid. She's also a teenager, though. I feel like she's a teenage girl. Remember, mm-hmm. Hell is a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. I feel like she put up a fight. Do you think Ed's ever come across like a teenage half demon who's willing to put up a fight? Because Needy kicked that orderly like it was no, like it was nothing. I like toastums. I feel, <laughs> I feel like for sure, like Ed would try and go in and be like, "I'm not going to hit this girl." Da 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 da. But then needy would like let her rip and like go all demon on his ass and then he'd kind of be forced to fight her but i think and now honestly i think she would still win with even only half powers because what's he gonna do pray throw holy water on her i love ed but ed's not one to to what's the word i'm looking for to to fisticuffs fist you put them up sir fight sir (laughs) i'll fight you I feel like Ed's too sweet to like put up a fight against Needy. I feel like if it was Lorraine, Lorraine wouldn't even think twice about coming up and clawing (laughs) that bitch's face. I think this is Needy. I think so too. Ah, I'm so sorry, Ed. We love your butt. So meaty. Next up in our semi, semi final round, (laughs) we have probably the most controversial. We don't know anything about sports. (laughs) Probably the most controversial uh, versus throughout the entire century. The domestic have... dispute of the season. <laughs> we have Dewey Riley against Gail Weathers Riley. Look, she's crying. Do you hear her crying? Like we care. Who are you on board a... for right now? I want to gauge you out. I'm honestly, I think I'm leaning towards Gail only because you made, like that's how she won the other round was her edge. And like, like Sydney, I feel like um, Dewey's a softy. Yeah, and wouldn't want to. I don't know how Dewey survived so many movies. To be quite honest, because of Gale, people carry him. He's the Millhouse of the franchise. Carry me. <laughs> Everything's coming up Millhouse. I th- I'm agreement with you because this is Gale. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I know you're the sheriff, but Gale storms through your office like it's her own. <laughs> she does. <laughs> yes, she does. Yeah, it's Gale. It's, it's always Gale. gonna be Gale. It's Gale. 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 Who knew we were such Gale stands? I knew. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. All right. 
Our last one. This is our third pairing in our semi-semi-final, almost their final round. <laughs> we have the Frog Brothers versus Lieutenant Melanie Ballard. Uh, okay. 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 This is not a fair fight. This is not a fair fight. I know a Lieutenant has the upper edge here. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This one's a weird one because I, I have more emotions towards the Frog Brothers than I do towards Lieutenant. Because Lieutenant... Yeah. You like Lil the new Lieutenant. I do think that she's got the upper hand. I only like her because it's one of my favorite bad movies. I don't I don't feel any like sympathy towards her because she's kind of a hollow character, to be, to be honest. Uh, uh, um, whereas the Frog Brothers have more heart. But looking at this from a strictly like versus point of view, I think Lieutenant would have the upper hand, obviously, again, even against two others. Um, because they only have like what wooden stakes and some holy water and garlic. That's not gonna do shit to her. This is true. This is very, very true. And she's high right now, so she's going to go off. Oh, yeah. She ain't afraid of killing no kids. She's really not. I think it's Lieutenant. It's Frog Sorry. Lieutenant. By Sorry, default. Frog Brothers. Sorry. You guys made it so far. I don't like how far she's making it. <laughs> I didn't expect her to make Well, it was an odd pairing. Had she gone up against anybody else, they might have taken her down. Yeah, because she was up against Dr. Allen for the, her first round, so that definitely pushed her forward. Wow, wow, what a change of events. This whole game can change on a dime. <laughs> it's not realistic. It's just not realistic. So Needy versus Lieutenant. Round one, fight. Okay, okay. This is a difficult one because Lieutenant has been well-equipped this whole way through military background she's from the future her glasses mm -hmm, give her mm -hmm. oxygen she's got she's got the slight upper hand then we have uh -huh. needy who went up against megan fox and made out with her and killed her then has demon powers wow and live to tell the tale i just don't think lieutenant is that that smart i feel like she reacted to a lot of things that went on around mm -hmm. her in her movie needy's a little bit smarter even though she does let the emotions get the best of her and jennifer's body this is true. And the lieutenant was high. Like, the whole time. I was about to say through more than half of the movie. She was high <laughs> the entire time. This bitch is a pill popper. And Needy gets high off of life. Oh, you stink! Controversial yet brave statement. I think I would have to say Needy. Why? Only because I really don't want the lieutenant to move on any further. I didn't expect her to get this far. <laughs> she was the wild card that we did not expect to get she here. She is! <laughs> She does not deserve to be in the top three. Oh, wow. I'm going to be Aja right now. Is it, is it, uh, what does she say? Is it Kajinia or fan favorite? Oh my God. She's the Roxy Andrews. <laughs> she is the Roxy Andrews. I think it is Needy. Not only just because we are swayed a little bit more towards Needy, but I think that she's just a little bit more adapted. Lieutenant is too much of like a, She's too much of a wild card. Half the time I'm she like, is. are you going to show up high to work again, Lieutenant? <laughs> You've done it three times this week already. So that means that it's going to be Needy versus Gail Weathers for our final girl smackdown for the horror crown of season one or hashtag FGSDFTHC of season one. This is it. This is the final, final of the finalists of the semifinals, finals, finals. We have Anita, Needy, less Nikki, against Gail, Weathers, Riley. Wow, wow. I just want to thank both competitors 
for making this the most fantastic first Final Girl Smackdown for the Horror Crown of season one. It has been a journey. There have been twists and turns. This is difficult. This is difficult. I did not picture that these would be our two finalists. I didn't expect it to go here either. Needy of all people. She made it, girl. She made it. So right off the bat, I do know Needy has powers, and that is what has gotten her through so far. That's how she killed Clay so quickly. I don't know. Gail. I, Gail. I think Gail would would have researched all of this shit. You know what I'm talking about? Gail's a, re Gail's a reporter. She gets down to the nitty gritty, the T, sis. I feel mm -hmm. like she'd probably do that classic Google search and there'd be images all around her showing her what different demons are and shit. I don't know. I don't know. What are your feelings, thoughts, opinions? I agree. I know Gail's a reporter through and through. She would do her research. She would come prepared. But at the end of the day, Gail is just a human being who has gone up against like human being killers, I guess. Mm -hmm. Needy, on the other hand, has battled demons. She mm -hmm. is half demon herself, which makes her more powerful, more powerful than Gail. Gail, all tea, all shade, is a woman of a certain age at this point, has ah! taken quite a few beatings over the franchise. So she's not at her optimum speed, whereas Needy is a teenager and True. half demon. True. Are people gonna stop listening to us? <laughs> Could Needy Lesnicky really beat out Gail Weathers? I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. In my hand, I have a horror crown, but I have two <laughs> girls in front of me. Needy, you've been excellent throughout this entire competition. The black horse of the competition. You mean dark horse? Dark horse of the competition. <laughs> Gail, do we need to explain how wonderful your filmography is? No, but yet here you are. So who wins America's Best Horror Queen Star or otherwise known as FGSDFTHC? Gentle days and gentle thems, we have come to a controversial winner. The winner of season one of the final girl smackdown for the horror crown, FGSDFTHC hashtag. Anita Needy Les Nikki. Here she is, Miss Green Queen of America. Wow. Wow. What a competition. Anita Needy Lesnicki had the final girl qualities to edge her way to the top. And I think what really pushed her over her ed over the edge was um, her newfound lesbianism and her demon powers. It's just so wild how the supercomputer compiled all these lists together because I love the pairings that it picked up. I did not expect all of this to go this way. But Neither I, th I think fairly Nita Needy kind of out edged the competition and she is the dark horse in this competition and we love I agree it. sometimes in in competitions things happen and things work in someone's favor and they somehow hey we see it plenty of times on drag race for somebody who made it to the <gasps> top shouldn't have made it to the top it is what it is honey. I love it I love it congratulations Needy you are taking home no prizes. We can't afford anything. 
Final thoughts on our final girl SmackDown for the Horror Crown? <clears throat> that was a lot of fun. I'm glad, I'm a little sad that we didn't get to do all our final girls, but I know that would have been way too many. There was a lot that we didn't choose. I didn't, all I can say is I didn't expect to see Needy winning in all honesty. I didn't either. There are so many great contenders from this entire season. What were your, some of your favorite movies that we did? Honestly, I think some of my favorites are like later on in our season when we finally found our groove. I think episodes like Serial Mom <laughs> were so much fun where we got to like get into character and read some of the script. <laughs> um, I really loved It Chapter One because that, that one we also had a lot of fun with and we're just like going off the rails at points. <laughs> I think any time, any episode where you and I can just get lost in in the movie and in the context and just quite honestly go off the rails in my opinion are the funnest episodes in my opinion because that's genuinely who we are at our core is just <laughs> sitting here discussing movies and quoting them and breaking them down and reading them to filth quite honestly um so, so <laughs> those are just like some of my favorites are serial mom it chapter one and friday the 13th was a lot of fun <laughs> I, those are like these are some of our most recent besides serial mom funny enough but those are some of my few what about you i agree with some of the later ones because we really found like what was really fun for us why we enjoyed it what made it fun for not only us but i think for people listening um i love our cursed episode that's when oh we God. really got to talk about <laughs> drama going on in production history we had so much fun scream 4 is very much up there i mean hello it's one of our favorite movies Mm-hmm. But I think one of my all-time faves is probably easily our Freddy versus Jason episode. It is one of our most recent, but that was just a blast to record. Are there any last words, statements, wishes from our season one going into season two? I can't believe we're even talking about having a season two and the fact that we even have a season two. Because like we've said multiple times, I, I didn't know what to expect of this project and I still don't really know where it's going. I know what we have planned and like our well wishes and expectations for the future, but I'm genuinely humbled and grateful for our project and our, our small audience that we have. And moving into season two, I'm really excited for what we already have planned. We have pretty big plans in my opinion for season two. Um, some things are changing, but some things are also staying the same. I think we found a nice groove and we don't want to mess that up. But of course, we don't want to change it up and not keep it dull and the same. So I'm really, I'm more than anything, I'm excited now that we found our groove and our niche to move into season two, fully realizing what we're doing. I fully, 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 fully agree. Season two is looking bigger, better, faster, stronger. Work it, make it, make it better, <laughs> better faster, stronger. I'm so excited for the films that we have planned. I'm super stoked for some of the themed months that we have. They're really fun. Mm -hmm. We really tried to listen to everybody from who has been generous enough to reach out and talk to us and interact with us. So we're really trying to include all that. We're also really branching out and trying new things and developing things, wink, wink, in the real world. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So it's, <laughs> it's super, super stoked that we're getting to expand our weird little fake video shop and continue working shifts and have fun. That's like mm -hmm. my favorite part about this stuff. 
TCQ Video is getting bigger and better and we are expanding into the nail salon next door. They can't afford the rent anymore. And so we decided to take over their mortgage. And but they will still be doing nails occasionally every Wednesdays. I mean, mm-hmm. That's how I got these acrylics. Just listen. If you would like to keep up with us, please follow the Queens on Instagram at the Carpenter Queens. Our Twitter is at Carpenter Queens. My personal Instagram account is Nicholas Alexander Photography. And my personal account is at STFU Ray. And that concludes this season. season. Y'all, <laughs> that episode that concludes our first season. <laughs> it's shocking. It's weird to say. But thank yeah. you. This is our chapter. This is the end of our era, our first era. We love you all, you beautiful queerdos. Stay safe, stay queer. And until next time. Until next season. Bye, 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 bye.